0: To learn more about this, you can visit guthealingbundle.com. Hey, this is Dr. Eric, and in this Q&A episode, I'll be answering the question, can H. pylori trigger Graves' disease in Hashimoto's? So what is H. pylori? Helicobacter pylori, or H. pylori, this is a gram-negative bacteria that infects the stomachs of humans, and it's associated with peptic ulcer disease, gastric carcinoma, as well as gastric lymphoma. Now, what's important to understand is that the absence of symptoms doesn't rule out H. pylori. So it's very possible and actually very common for someone to not have any symptoms yet to have H. pylori. So some of the symptoms someone may have with H. pylori could be reflux or heartburn or other digestive issues. But again, not everybody has symptoms. And I work with a lot of patients who don't have digestive symptoms or very minimal digestive symptoms, or perhaps the digestive symptoms that aren't associated with H. pylori. Like, for example, someone might have constipation or they might have just some excessive gas, and there could be other factors. H. pylori, I can't say, commonly causes excessive gas, whereas something like SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, commonly will cause excessive gas and bloating and either constipation or diarrhea. Again, what H. pylori, if you go to a conventional medical doctor, they'll look for symptoms such as heartburn and reflux, for example, but many people don't have those symptoms even when they test positive for H. pylori. So as far as how H. pylori is transmitted, the most common method is the oral-oral route, such as through kissing, or if you share a cup with someone, that's another way. Also, the fecal-oral route, so like through contaminated water, is, an, is another way. And a few studies show a correlation between H. pylori and thyroid autoimmunity, and so that's what I want to cover. I want to go over some of the research associated with H. pylori and Graves' disease and H. pylori and Hashimoto's. So, there are four studies I'm going to look at, and I'll include the links to these journal articles in the show notes. So, this first one is from 2012. The headline is autoimmune thyroid diseases and H. pylori. The correlation is present only in Graves' disease. Now, that's not completely true, but that's what this is finding. And so, with this study, it investigated 112 patients, 48 females and four males with Graves' disease, and 54 males, and six males with Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And then they tested for H. pylori in stool samples. And a Mark correlation was found between the presence of H. pylori in Graves' disease, but not in Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And so the conclusion here is that the Mark correlation between H. pylori could be dependent on a different expression of adhesion molecules and a gastric mucosa. So pretty much, it was saying that there's a correlation between H. pylori and Graves, but not necessarily between H. pylori and Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Let's go ahead and look at this second journal article. And again, once again, the links to these will be in the show notes. And so, H. pylori infection and in autoimmune thyroid diseases, the role of virulent strains. And so the aim of this study was to verify a possible association between overall H. pylori and CAG-A plus H. pylori infection autoimmune thyroid diseases. Now, CAG-A, it's a virulence factor, and you don't really need to understand this. But I will say that when you go to a regular lab, like a LabCorp or Quest Diagnostics or a hospital, and they test for H. pylori, Usually, they're not looking at the virulence factors. In fact, I have not seen virulence factors tested at a regular lab. The only lab I know of that tests for virulence factors is diagnostic solutions, their GI map. And there might be other companies that do this. I've just seen it through diagnostic solutions. And so with this, we had 76 Hashimoto's thyroiditis patients, 39 people with Graves disease, and 44 people with A-specific thyroiditis and then the controls were 136 individuals without autoimmune thyroid disease. Pretty much the results show that H polar infection prevalence was significantly increased in Graves disease and Hashimoto. So Graves disease 66.6% and Hashimoto 64.4% increased prevalence and then only 29.4% of controls and then 34% of those with aspecific specific thyroiditis And then the CAG-A seropositivity was significantly more frequent in Graves' disease and Hashimoto's infected patients versus infected controls. So overall, H. pylori and CAG-A positive H. pylori infection were associated with both Graves' disease and Hashimoto's, and it says through an increased inflammatory status and what's called molecular mimicry. And so that is it with this study. So this next study is from 2010. And the headline is identification of a correlation between H. pylori infection and Graves disease. As it says here in the background, the H. pylori infection is worldwide diffused and is present in the developed countries in up to 50% of the population. So definitely quite common. And then the aim of the study, we studied the prevalence rate of this bacteria in the Graves disease in two selected subgroups, such as the hyperthyroid patients at the first time of diagnosis and the euthyroid methimazole treated patients. And so the results show that a significant increased rate of prevalence is present in Graves patients when the disease is ongoing with an overall prevalence of the strains expressing the cytotoxin-associated gene A antigens compared to the control group. What you really just need to understand is that there is an association between H. pylori and Graves disease, and it mentions that in the conclusions that it suggests a possible role of the bacteria in the onset and or on maintenance of the disease. And then the final study that I came across actually related to H. pylori and Hashimoto's. And so this one, just to jump to the conclusions, the findings show that there is an association between H. pylori and Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So again, this is showing that correlation here. And actually, I thought that this one was from May 2013, but actually, there's one more. I thought there were four, but actually, there's a fifth one that. I have here. And so this is from July 2016. And this is a case control study, H. pylori infection in a woman with Hashimoto's. And here it said no association was found between H. pylori infection and Hashimoto's. However, this is just a case control study. So from these studies that I've discussed, it does seem that it's more prevalent in Graves' disease. And I definitely see it more in Graves' disease patients, but I work with more Graves' disease patients than I do with Hashimoto's. So it's not a surprise that I see it more, the H. pylori more in Graves' and in Hashimoto's. But I do think it can be a trigger in both Graves' and Hashimoto's. But according to these studies, it does seem like it might potentially be a greater trigger in those with Graves' disease. I'm sure some listening wants to know, how is it treated? How do you get rid of H. pylori? I'm not going to get into detail with this. I'll have, I'm sure, future episodes where I get into greater detail. And there was an episode, I believe episode 15, where I interviewed Dr. Nicholas Hedberg, and he actually spoke about H. pylori and some of the treatment options. So definitely check out that episode. But I will say conventional medical treatment usually involves triple therapy, which involves using two antibiotics as well as a proton pump inhibitor, an acid blocker, but there are natural agents. Typically it does take more time for the natural agents to work, but they're causing less damage to microbiome. So I do prefer the natural agents, but it's ultimately up to the patients that I'm working with. And so that is my response to the question. Can H. pylori trigger Graves disease in Hashimoto's? Once again, it does seem to be a potential trigger with both of these, but possibly more so with Graves' disease, and again, I see it in my practice actually quite a lot with Graves' disease, and I also see it with some Hashimoto's patients as well. So I hope you found this Q&A episode to be valuable, and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC milk thistle, and schissandra to support the liver, and it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune-modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatoimmune Supreme, visit savemythyroidcom forward slash liver support.